0: Hi, we're JT Media, I'm Jack.
1: And I'm Tommy, and we cover all sports news, from NFL to soccer.
0: And baseball to MMA.
1: We bring you the latest in
0: sports news. Okay, let's get started off with some soccer.
1: Yeah, so, first time back in a while, about a month. I'm going to start it off with some EPL. Looking down... Uh, we pretty much knew that Manchester City would be winning the league and had a pretty uh, decent idea that Manchester United would be finishing second. But the rest of the table was kind of up for grabs. We weren't sure what would happen. Very exciting last couple games.
0: Right. Uh, Tottenham uh, finishing third, just above Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool, though, securing a 4 nothing win against Brighton in the last week which sealed their spot for fourth, which was a very good game. And Chelsea, of course, lost to Newcastle 3-0, which completely shattered their hopes of getting into the Champions League.
1: I think that uh, Liverpool qualifying for the Champions League, as does uh, Spurs and and Man United, is very big for bringing in players this summer. I think that uh, Chelsea and Arsenal, both finishing fifth and sixth, is going to be a big detriment to uh, attracting players. And uh, I don't know. Obviously, there's uh We'll talk about this later more, but uh, there's rumors that Mo Salah was offered to Barcelona by his agent. And I think that Liverpool being in the Champions League next season and having Klopp as their coach is a great way to bring in more players. And even looking down, uh, down the table a little bit, like Everton, fin- Everton finishing eighth, Burnley finishing seventh. Those were high positions for them. Yeah, definitely. So. Right, so that will help them bring in players. But I'm kind of disappointed in what Chelsea and Arsenal did this year.
0: Yeah, and I think Tottenham, um, they want to have more FA Cup uh, and uh, Champions League success. But I would call this a good season, finishing third, securing another Champions League spot. And finishing above Chelsea and Liverpool is a uh, huge accomplishment.
1: Right. And I mean, especially, I'm not honestly disappointed as a Manchester United fan. I obviously wish we could have done one Champions League and FA Cup. But this year, Manchester City, one of the greatest Premier League teams of all time on 100 points, winning the league, breaking the all-time points record. With Man United in second on 81 points most years, that's a, that's a title. There's, that's more points than Leicester had when they had their miracle run a couple of years ago. That's more. That's the last time Man United won the league, they had 82 points. So, I'm not honestly disappointed in what we did in the league this year.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, me as a Liverpool fan, I'm, uh, not upset at all with what we did in the as far as the Premier League because we were 100% <laughs> focused on the Champions League and, uh, We got to the final. Of course, it didn't work out. We'll talk about about that a little bit later. But fourth, securing another Champions League spot, five points above Chelsea, comfortable room. Uh, They did what they had to do.
1: Right. Okay. So I think that pretty much does it for the Premier League. Uh, uh, Swansea, Stoke, and uh, West Brom get relegated. Uh, Probably expected. Southampton finishing really low for them, as did West Ham. I think we'll see improvement from them next season. Especially from West Ham with uh, Pellegrini as their new coach. Definitely. Which I think we're talking about later. Yeah, we are talking about that later. So um, (laughs) it'll be interesting to see what they do next year. Okay, moving on to uh, La Liga.
0: So at the top of horse Barcelona, they they sealed that a while ago. Uh, Almost had that perfect season. So close. Lost four or five a while ago. But, man, great season by (sighs) Barcelona overall.
1: Such a good season from them. Obviously, you could want more uh, Champions League success from them. But, I don't know. I think you can't really ask for uh, much more in the league. Almost had the undefeated season. Uh, losing one game, second to last game, third to last game. Very close to the end.
0: Yeah, Definitely. Uh, and then Atletico finishing second, Real Madrid third. Those spots were pretty much sealed as soon as Barca won the title. And then uh, right. towards the end, uh, there's a huge front three and bottom three gap. The Deportivo, uh, Deportivo, sorry, Las Palmas and Malaga all relegated. Uh, and from there on, the rest of the league was pretty comfortable.
1: Right. I mean, a 14-point gap between uh, Leganes and Deportivo, uh between uh, safety and relegation, uh, huge gap. And then up at the top, between the Champions League teams Barcelona, uh, Atletico, Real, Real, and Valencia, there's another very big gap. Uh, doing some quick math, that looks like uh, 13 points. No, 12 points uh, between Valencia and Villarreal. That's another really big gap. It's. Uh, I don't know. It's. I think it definitely shows that there's a. Decent, uh, I don't want to say gap again, but gap between yeah. uh the better teams in La Liga and uh, the European uh, Europa League teams. So, right, interesting thing to look at.
0: Well, before we go on to our next league, look at Real Madrid, and uh, if you look at their goals scored, which is ninety four, which is insane. Uh, second to only Barcelona with ninety nine you would think that, okay, they have to be at least second. But then they you look at their de- uh, goals allowed, and they've allowed 44 goals, which was it, unheard of for the uh, for Real Madrid. You don't allow 44 goals in a season. So that's the only reason why they did not finish higher. Their defense was not as sound as they would have liked this season.
1: Right. And their goal difference of uh, 50 is similar to teams that were way lower down the table. Like just even just looking at a or sorry. Yeah, goal difference of 50. That, that was um a little bit lower down the table. Okay. Moving on to League 1. Uh PSG won league, no question that that would not be happening.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh AS Monaco finishing second once again. We assume that would happen. Even after losing a lot of players, we still assumed that they would be uh yeah. second in that league. And then Lyon, uh third, Marseille five, uh four.
0: Besides that, uh, the rest of the league just drops off.
1: Right. Yeah. Just uh nineteen through twenty you get automatic relegation in uh league one. And uh Troy's and Mets both go down. Uh I don't think we really had any questions about uh, what would be happening
0: in uh, League One. Yeah, this league was pretty expected. Right.
1: Okay, now looking on to uh, Serie A. uh, With Juventus, Napoli, Roma, and Inter Milan finishing top four and qualifying for the Champions League. And then uh, Lazio, AC Milan uh, going Europa League. Once again, pretty expected. I mean, Juventus, uh, we knew that it would be harder for them to win uh, Serie A again but they did it, even with a little bit of competition from Napoli that still pretty much sealed it up.
0: I would look out for Napoli next season, especially in the Champions League. With what they did with their team this year, they made a run for it.
1: Right, and I also want to look at AC Milan. They made a lot of transfers last summer, and finishing sixth, obviously that's going to be disappointed disappointing for any team that uh, spent that much money, but It's going to take a year, year and a half to bring that team together and to make them gel like a unit. And I think that next year, AC Milan could definitely be a team to look out for in Serie A. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see the four-person race between uh, Juve, Napoli, Roma, and AC Milan next year. I think those are my four teams to look out for. Yeah, definitely. Okay, then... uh...
0: Bundesliga.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bundes-
0: Bayern won way, way like a long time ago. I think on our third pod, third or fourth podcast, Byron already won, as expected. Um, right. Dortmund barely making the top four, but they did. Uh, hiring a new coach. We'll talk about that later. Good decision. Schalke in second. Hoffenheim in third. Leipzig in sixth. Pretty expected right. overall, besides Dortmund not finishing 2nd
1: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this was a good league. I mean, Hoffenheim finishing very high, Schalke finishing very high, Leipzig finishing about where uh, we expect them to. Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Leipzig next season as uh, Nabiketa is going to be going to Liverpool, and um, Timo Werner might be moving away from them. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how they recover and
0: how they uh, –
1: spend that money that they'll gain. Definitely. Okay, now moving on to MLS. The, uh, I would say the odd man out of the leagues we
0: cover. Yeah, the only league that's not on the other schedules.
1: Right. They're just now getting to, uh, closer to their halfway point of the season. Yet, they have already finished and they're going to be playing to the World Cup and it's going to be really weird. Okay, so, Eastern Conference, uh, Lenny United first expected I would say.
0: Yeah, they're really
1: uh, good. Lenny United they have they sell out their games. It's incredible to see uh incredible to watch as that uh, team develops. And then uh NYCFC down at 2, Columbus Crew at 3, uh New York Rebels at 4, Revolution at 5 and Orlando City at 6. Um I don't know. I think Orlando City's a little higher than I thought they would be as other revolution, but, um, yeah, I think that's most like all you can say about the Eastern conference, at least for me, I'd like to see the union finishing a bit higher though. I think it could definitely see them moving up, uh, to t- overtake Orlando city, but you
0: know, What's surprising the Eastern conference is how high new England is because just a couple of seasons ago, they were not very good at all. And then now they're, uh, right back in fifth. And I, uh, they're going to be in the playoffs as it stands right now.
1: Right. And I was just like to look at uh, Toronto down in the 10th. Yeah. That's uh, not very good for them.
0: No. Um. So now the Western Conference. Uh, first, Sporting Kansas City. Not that surprising. They have a strong team with a lot of experienced players. And second, FC Dallas. Third, Real Salt Lake. And fourth, LAFC, the new expansion club. They are doing amazing so far. Um. In tenth, San Jose; eleventh, Seattle Sounders; and in twelfth, Colorado.
1: Great. Um, I like what LAFC is doing. Uh, Galaxy should be going up the table a little bit more now that they have uh, Ebra. And um, yeah,
0: I be- so. Uh, to uh, Toronto and Seattle, who have played in the final two times before, are both second to last in their divisions. I think this is because they are overlooking the the competition a lot, because now it's getting a lot tougher with Atlanta United and LAFC, those new uh, fresh players coming in and like dominating the league, and uh, the Sounders in Toronto they they've been the best clubs for the past two years, and so I I just think that's why they're uh, second to last in their divisions.
1: Right, and even uh, looking at this. There's um, players on all of these teams that are going to be playing in the World Cup. Uh, Carlos Vea for LAFC. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how these teams kind of uh, cope with a lot of their better players leaving to go play for their uh, national teams. Do you know uh, who's one player we're not going to be seeing leaving their team to go play in the World Cup this year?
0: Clint Dempsey for the U.S.?
1: Yeah. And Josie Altador And Tim Howard.
0: Pulisic. Not in the well, MLS, but...
1: Not in the MLS, but we still don't see him in the World Cup.
0: the best U.S. player, and he's only 20.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm dying inside. Okay, moving on to our next section of this soccer section. Uh, UCL final recap. What are your thoughts on uh, Liverpool v. Uh, Liverpool v. Real Madrid?
0: So, Real Madrid won th- 3-1, but my thoughts on the game. Liverpool for not having played in the final for a little bit. I thought they played incredible. Really. They, I, I really thought so. Salah coming out really early, early off of a questionable uh, Ramos thing. Um, intentional. Yeah. I, there's no way that wasn't intentional. You can see him ringing down. You'll have all those people that will say he didn't. I think he did. Anyways, we'll go on. Um, throughout the game, the goalkeeper mistakes from Carius. uh, before that, Ramos also ran into Carius, and it uh, came in that Carius tested positive for concussion before he made the first mistake, so he was concussed for the two mistakes. Uh, the only legit goal that Real Madrid scored was the bike by Bale. That was insane. I'll Whoa. give that
1: to you.
0: That was a yeah. good goal.
1: Was such a good goal.
0: But besides that, I think it would have been 1-1 without the goalkeeper mistakes. And if we had, if Liverpool had Salah, I would have had Liverpool winning that game. I thought they played better than Real Madrid as a whole, and uh, I I just think that's uh, what would have happened.
1: Right, and you could see watching the game, Liverpool was dominating till Salah went out, and as soon as Salah went out, you could see them lose their energy, their I guess uh, energy as a team, and um, I don't, and then Sergio Ramos, I we can see obviously that he intended to take. Uh, Salah down. Obviously, he knew it was going to be a foul. I don't know if he intended to injure him, but I definitely know that that was intended to be a foul, obviously. He stuck his arm up and pulled him down. The question is whether or not... Uh, It was intentional. The the injury was intentional. Um, Well, I think that without that Salah injury and the first mistake that Karius made with the uh, throw, uh, getting rid of the ball to Benzema, I don't think Liverpool would have lost that game.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you, the first you could say is questionable. Okay, the first one you can say is questionable, the injury on Salah. The second one, though, where he ran into Karius, if you look at that, there is literally no question about that. He ran right into Karius' head as he was bending over, and nothing was called. That was definitely that was definitely intentional. And does that, even though Harris was concussed, does that make up for his mistakes? No, it's a little excuse, but it doesn't make up for his mistakes. It's just the fact that Ramos would do uh, those things to that extent. Uh, I just I don't like it.
1: Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was a rough day for Liverpool. I definitely think they'll make another deep run in the Champions League next year. As long as uh, Salah doesn't leave, I think he is the um, lifeblood of that offense. Um, yeah. Okay, moving on to uh, coaching rumors. Looking at this, uh, Unai Emery to Arsenal. Do you like that uh, hire?
0: I'm gonna go ahead and say no. Um, he was good for PSG, but Liga is not uh, the Premier League. I think Arsenal got a solid manager. He's not a... I, I hate to say this because he was, he's a good manager. I would not say he's one of the best managers in the world, though. And I will see if he can utilize Arsenal's great talent on the team already, but I don't know if he can.
1: Right. And, I mean, this is a really safe hire. It was... Um, I don't know if it was the risk that if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd want to see. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's all I can say about it. I think it's an okay signing. I think if I was uh, the board of Arsenal, I wouldn't have gone for Emory. I would have probably gone for uh, maybe extended the interview process a, lo- a little bit longer. Uh, maybe to the be- almost to the beginning of the World Cup. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Next, uh, Manuel Pellegrini to West Ham. I really like this hire yeah. for West Ham.
0: This was like a steal from West Ham, in my opinion. Great manager, and you know he's going to make smart decisions for West Ham. And I see West Ham possibly going six or seven, getting a Europa League spot all the way to just in one season with this manager. Uh, I have his a steal for West Ham.
1: Yeah, it's he's an ex. Yeah, like you said, he's an experienced manager. He won the league with uh, Man City, and he's going to know how to uh, utilize the West Ham players to the best of their ability. And I think that you could, we're definitely going to see a different uh, West Ham United next season.
0: Yeah. Uh, So next, Thomas Tuchel to PSG. Um, Thomas Tuchel, the former Dortmund manager. I uh, personally, I like this move a lot. Um, Thomas Tuchel, he didn't have as good as a run with Dortmund, but Dortmund was not the uh, most star studded team. PSG this year totally is. And. Thomas Tuchel knows how to use the, utilize the player. He likes to play an attacking game. And I think PSG with him is their real shot at the Champions League next season, I think.
1: I agree. Um, pretty much everything you said, I don't think there's anything else I can elaborate on. Hey, looking at uh, Nico Kovac going to Bayern Munich. I really like this hire. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, he was doing good uh, towards the end of the season whenever he took over for Bayern. Uh just overall good for Byron. Uh, I think he was the former coach for Frankfurt. Yes. Um, uh, Just good for Bayern Mute.
1: Right. Okay, moving on to the next coach. Okay, this is, I think, the biggest coaching thing that's happened. Shocking. Shocking. I woke up to it and was confused. I thought I was misreading it. I thought he got extended. Yeah. Nope. Uh, Zinedine Zidane leaving Real Madrid after three straight Champions League final wins. It's Why? What I'm interested to see is where Zidane will go.
0: Yeah, I I think he... I don't know if he's going to go anywhere. I, I, I don't know if he's... He might just, I don't know, retire or... You know, maybe he's trying to prove that um, he is a good manager, and he's not just because it's Real Madrid. I don't know. I'm I'm a little confused about this one. I have been I've been thinking about it for a while. I think the only reason he would really leave is to prove that he's a good manager uh, somewhere else.
1: Right. And I'm gonna t- quickly tie this in to our next little point we have here. If Man United don't win the league, the Premier League, or make it a good run in the Champions League next season, should Jose Mourinho be fired? As a United fan, I would say yes.
0: Yeah, I think um, Jose Mourinho has not uh, lived up to expectations. Kind of, you know, I compare him to kind of Pogba on the team also. Not that is a bad player at all. Same with um, uh, Jose Mourinho as coaching. I just don't feel that they have lived up to the expectations that Manchester United have set for them.
1: Right, and I honestly think that Mourinho not living up to his expectations is entirely his fault. That can't be the fault of anyone else in the organization. But I think Pogba, him not living up to his insanely high expectations he had coming to Man United, I think that's kind of because of Mourinho.
0: I completely agree. I was about to say that, yeah. Um, Mourinho's playing style, I just don't think that he completely fits all of the – Manchester United is playing styles, you know, because sometimes he'll like to park the bus whenever uh, they're winning, but you have a lot of attacking players, and especially with uh, Pogba, he wants to get down there. So I just think it's a contrast of styles.
1: Right. Now, here's a crazy thought. Obviously, there's rumors that Conte is going to leave Chelsea, which I think will happen. There's also, I think, is almost likely, I would say not likely, maybe a 50-50, a little bit lower chance that Mourinho will leave United next season or he'll get fired. Could we see Zidane make an appearance in the Premier League, whether that be for Chelsea, whether that be for Man United? I think
0: that's a possibility, Sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. We could also see, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of different things that could happen with Zidane, and it's going to be really interesting to see.
0: Well, if you really want to prove that you're the best coach or you're you're a good coach somewhere else, I mean, where else to prove it besides the Prem? Um I mean right. Manchester United you have tons of good players. Chelsea you have tons of good players. Both of those options are solid and if uh this upcoming season another one all opens up out of nowhere, I mean he could slip right in and uh we'll see what happens.
1: Right. And I think uh just like Excuse me, if this like Guardiola came in to Man City after going to Barcelona and, you know, being very good in other places, him coming in and to the Prem and proving that, like, he was a legitimate manager, that he was actually good. I think we could see Zidane do the same thing.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. Moving on to
0: transfer rumors,
1: moving from coaches to players, uh, Nabil Fekir to Liverpool. What do you think?
0: I love it. We knew it was going to happen. Oh, man. We're gonna we're about to talk about three Liverpool players in a row, all midfielders. I think Liverpool's midfield is going to be stacked next season. And just on the bench, too, are going to be our uh, former starting midfielders. Uh, Fekir is going to be, I believe, in midfield. Uh, and, um... It'll be still the front three. I think he's going to be on the left side. Uh, yeah, I love it.
1: Right. Really funny. And I think, really, the key for Fakir is Shred Salah Leaf, which I think there's a genuine chance that he might if he has a really good World Cup for Egypt. We could definitely see Fakir step into that role. It's yeah, d- definitely. Right. And then moving on to Naby to Liverpool. We knew this would be happening for a while uh, pre-contract in January from Leipzig. What do you think?
0: He's a very good player, was really good for Leipzig, exceeded expectations. And he's going to do really well with Fakir in midfield. And, uh, I mean, I just think he will uh, form a bond with uh, the, the Liverpool players and uh, will fit right in.
1: Right. And um, I also agree with you completely. Okay, Emre Can, to Juventus. To Juventus. What do you well, think of this?
0: This was known that... Uh, I, well, it was a rumor for a while that Emory Chon was going to leave. Um, he was He's played for Liverpool for a very long time. It's sad to see him go. But, um, you know, I think he'll fit into Juventus. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good move for Juventus.
1: Right. Okay, now looking at one more player coming into Liverpool. Uh, very quick move for Liverpool. Fabinho.
0: Monaco. Was, I did not see this coming, but I thought that was a spectacular move by Liverpool. Now you have Fakir, Kieta, and Fabinho in the midfield, and that could help out so much because not only do you have really good players now in the midfield, you also have Wynaldum, uh, Milner, and uh, Henderson all on the bench. So I think Liverpool is just, are just stacking up uh, onto their uh, team, and I think that uh, they could really make a run for. A lot next season.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay, now looking at, uh, sorry, excuse me, some concrete moves that are happening. There or not? Sorry, some rumors. Yeah, of players leaving. I don't know why I say concrete moves. Okay, will Neymar leave PSG? Whether that be to Real Madrid or Man United, I think are the two uh, big uh, rumors. What do you think he'll? What do you think will happen?
0: I think that it, it, if he's going to go somewhere. I sadly think it'll be Real Madrid, but I think that it depends on the timing. We'll talk about this next one. When, uh, if, uh, I'm, well, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and say his name, but if, if, when, when Ronaldo, uh, decides to go to another club, if he does, uh, it depends on when he does it. If he does it, uh, during the summer or, uh, like right after the World Cup, I think the move could happen before the next season. But if he doesn't for a while, I think he could have in the season after. I think it's just a timing thing before he goes to Real Madrid.
1: Right. I agree. Uh, It's going to be based off of when, one, if Neymar has a really good World Cup, which I think he will, we could definitely see him make a very quick move. But it's also going to be based off of uh, Ronaldo and Bale. If Bale leaves to Manchester United, which I think is the biggest rumor, or uh, if Ronaldo leaves, which we'll talk about in a second, it's yeah. going to be basically how much those two players went for or one of those players went for and how much pay- PSU wants for Neymar.
0: Yep. Um, so next, I, uh, this was another one where I was uh, shocked. Um, Ronaldo announced uh, that he is leaving Real Madrid when and where. We have no clue. Uh, this is shocking, breaking news. Uh where where is he gonna go?
1: Right, so after the Champions League final, he reportedly uh he did say that uh his future at Real Madrid was not uh quite certain, and he reportedly did tell uh Real the club that he would be leaving this summer. I don't know if he's gonna leave. Honestly. Maybe this time is different than the past couple of summers when every single summer recently has always been Ronaldo is going to leave Real. There's a report coming out at the beginning of every transfer window after every Champions League final that he's going to be leaving, and he never does. But if he does leave, I think it will be happening this summer. Just because they're going to be getting a new coach, He kind of he's getting on a little bit of the older side, and I think if he wants to make a lot of money wherever he goes, now is the time to capitalize on that. Because you go to Man United and just get paid insane amounts of money. And... I mean, be very successful there. He's still a very good player. I think it also, based off of what happened, his move will based off of what happens with uh, Neymar and Bale.
0: I completely agree. Um... I think it's gonna be the Man United if he uh, decides to leave, and I, I just I think it, it I think it's gonna be different this time. Um, I think uh he liked Zinedine Zidane a lot, and him suddenly leaving I think that startled Ronaldo, and I think he really um uh, I think he's he means it this time, but um I definitely think that uh he's gonna to go to um Manchester United to get paid a lot. And I think I think it'll be successful there. Especially if they get uh Manchester United get a new coach or uh well maybe next season, but uh yeah, I, I think that uh if it's gonna happen it'll happen this summer.
1: Right. Okay. So next, Lewandowski is just, uh reportedly he did get a new agent that is reportedly to help him leave Bayern. Reportedly, this has been the biggie rumor for the past year that he's trying to get uh, force a move to Real Madrid.
0: Well, I don't think it's Real Madrid. I actually think it's uh, more likely to be a club like Chelsea or Juventus. I think Juventus are going to try and replace uh, Higuain, which we'll talk about uh, right after this. I think it'll be one of those clubs and uh, not actually Real Madrid.
1: Hmm. I think where he moves is definitely
0: based off of
1: It keeps coming up to Neymar, Ronaldo, and Bale. Ronaldo leaves, and Real Madrid brings in Neymar, then I could see Lewandowski making a move to Chelsea uh, Juventus to replace Iguain. But then I could also definitely see if both Ronaldo and Bill leave this summer, Real Madrid making a huge move for both Ronaldo, or Neymar and Lewandowski being able to just completely bolster the front of their, uh, their attack. That might be more dangerous be, than right, re- right now. Right, that'd be really scary. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Lewandowski.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So then transitioning, uh, you just talked about Iguain is uh, apparently leaving uh, Juventus. Uh, where do you think he's going to go?
1: I'm not sure. I could definitely see him uh, making a move to Chelsea because they do need a striker that's not Diego. or To replace Diego Costa after he went to Atletico. Um, I could definitely see him go- making a move to uh, Atletico uh, if Griezmann goes to Barcelona, just to come and replace him there. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah.
0: I agree with you too close. I'm leaning more towards Atletico Madrid, though, because I think the Griezmann deal is uh, close to happening. I don't know if it will, though, because Griezmann says he's staying, but he also says he's leaving. It's kind of going back and forth. I think that, uh, though, Chelsea is a big possibility, but I feel like Atletico will be uh, looking to replace uh, Griezmann, or at least a contingency plan for if he does leave.
1: Right. So, final transfer that we have on here. Gianluigi Buffon, the Juventus and Italy legend, is reportedly going to be getting a big payday and moving to PSG. What do you think?
0: I believe it, and PSG is going to be stacked next season. Uh, I think Buffon, you know, he's had his time with Juventus. You know, he's, he's he's a legend in goalkeepers throughout the world, one of the best to ever play. And I just think he's going to finish out with PSG and just uh, dominate the league with him.
1: Right. Okay. So now I think we should take a quick break and um, see you in a little bit.
0: The World Cup is only six days away getting kicked off with Russia versus Saudi Arabia. And we have some predictions for you coming up now.
1: Okay, so Group A, first and second. Who you got?
0: I have Russia, oh, sorry, Uruguay first, and then Russia in second. I think Egypt, even though they have Salah, they don't have him for the first game. And uh, I just think that Uruguay will beat them, and I think Russia will get a tie.
1: Hmm, yeah, I agree. I literally, like, just changed my prediction because I changed my mind last second. Um, Yeah, I do think that, um, yeah. All
0: right, who do no, you have for Group that. B?
1: Okay, I have Spain finishing first, Portugal finishing second. Exactly the same, yep. Okay, I have France finishing first and Peru finishing second in Group C.
0: Okay, I have France finishing first, and then I have Denmark with Ericsson finishing second. I just believe in this Denmark team.
1: Hmm. Okay, so Denmark, they have Ericsson who's very good, but I think he's the best player out of australia proved Denmark. But I think Peru has just a better overall team.
0: I think so, too. But what Denmark did in the uh, qualifying was pretty incredible in their group, which was pretty tough with France in it. Uh I just think that um I don't know I just think that Denmark's going to come out uh with second. It'll be close up.
1: Yeah. Okay. fair enough. Uh I think definitely for Peru, I think getting their uh captain Guevara back is a uh, big big help for them. Okay, group D. I have Argentina finishing first and Nigeria finishing second.
0: So I have um Argentina finishing first and Iceland in second. But I will look out for Croatia. Their team is pretty good with uh, Rakitic and Mandzukic and Moldrich. They, mm. they have a pretty solid team. So I would look out for Croatia. This is actually a much tighter group than it seems.
1: Right. The third place, uh, sorry, second is going to be very interesting. Um, <clears throat> I think probably the crucial game, at least for me, is all of the games between Nigeria, Croatia, and... Uh, completely blanking right now. Um Iceland. Yeah. It's gonna be definitely interesting to see. <clears throat> for Nigeria though, they do have uh Yanacho from Leicester, uh Victor Motors from Chelsea, Roses, uh, from Arsenal. They have like they've had a very uh recent dominance over Africa. And um I don't know. I have a feeling about them that I like. I could definitely also see Croatia finishing in second. And definitely Iceland finishing. It's going to be very, very, very close. Yep. Okay, Group E. I have Brazil finishing first, obviously, and Switzerland finishing in
0: second. Exactly what I have. Um, Switzerland are not as star-studded as the other teams, but I just think that their team chemistry will get them second.
1: Right. Okay, I have... In group F, I have Germany finishing first and Mexico finishing second.
0: Germany are going to finish first, and somehow, in some way, Sweden is going to get second. I'm sticking with this prediction. I've had it for a little bit. I believe that Sweden is somehow going to pull out of that group. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I just think somehow they're going to get like a miracle goal or something and somehow pull out of the group. Um, uh, oh.
1: Okay okay,
0: now I'm not three.
1: I'm not sure I agree with that prediction like at all, but you know we'll just move on, okay, group G, I have Belgium finishing in first and England finishing
0: in second same here, yep, Belgium is better than England, England is better than everybody else,
1: right, and then in group H, I have this was actually kind of a hard prediction for me, yeah, Colombia or Poland, I think those are the two teams that are going to be going through out of that group. But the order that they go through in was harder for me to predict.
0: Yeah. I have Columbia
1: finishing in first and Poland finishing in second.
0: Like you said, this is this is kind of like a coin flip. Uh, both of these teams are good. Uh, of course, Poland have Lewandowski and a lot of other good players. And Columbia, uh, their main man is uh, James Rodriguez. I'm gonna have to disagree with that. I'm gonna have Poland in first and Colombia in second, but it's gonna be it's gonna be really close. This might this this might also come down to a goal differential. Also, it might have the same amount of points. It might be just one goal extra gets uh, their first place for the other team.
1: Right. Okay. So now moving on to the round of sixteen, and uh, I'll let you go first for your first game.
0: I have Uruguay versus Portugal, and I'm gonna take Portugal in that game.
1: Okay. Uh, Not. hmm. Technical difficulties. I apologize. No. Not quite sure what's going on. Okay. So, we're just going to skip this first game. You have uh, Portugal winning over who?
0: Uruguay. I think we had the same ones for this one.
1: Right. Okay. I disagree with you. I have Uruguay beating Portugal. Just because I think. Uruguay has a better overall team than Portugal. Like, that's the only reason, and I like them. I think they're an underrated team in this uh, competition.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be a really close game. Right. Okay, uh, next one, do you have Spain-Russia? Yes, okay. Okay, Spain's going to win that. Obviously.
1: I don't think there's any question about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, and then France-Nigeria, yep. I, uh, I have France going through.
0: I have France, Iceland, same here. doesn't matter what team they're playing, they're going to win.
1: Right. Okay. I have Argentina playing Peru, and I have Argentina going through.
0: Argentina, Denmark, different team, but same result. Argentina's going to win.
1: Right. Okay. I have Brazil versus Mexico. I have Brazil going through.
0: Yeah, same thing for here. I have Brazil versus Sweden. Brazil's going to win that comfortably.
1: Right. Then I have Germany versus Switzerland. I have uh Switzerland. Sorry, sorry, Germany going through. <laughs> I
0: almost had a heart attack there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Germany's going to win this like
1: 5-0. Wow. That confident?
0: Yeah. I think that this, not, this isn't going to be close. I think this Germany team is stacked this year.
1: Right. Okay. Um, next is uh, Belgium-Poland. I have Belgium beating Poland.
0: Uh, same here. Uh, well, I have uh, Belgium-Colombia, and but I have the same result. I think Belgium is going to beat uh, Colombia.
1: Right, okay. Then I have uh, Colombia-England, and I have England beating Colombia.
0: I have Poland versus England, and I have England winning, but I think it's going to be a very close game and a real game to watch.
1: Right, definitely. Okay, moving on. I'm trying to fix what's going on on my computer screen right now. Okay, I think I remember what I had. Go. Okay, okay, you have
0: Uruguay versus France, right? Yes. Okay. okay, so I have France beating Uruguay. I have Portugal, France. I have France beating Portugal.
1: Okay, then I have Spain, Argentina. And I have Spain beating Argentina.
0: I have Spain, Argentina. I think that Messi, it's his last World Cup probably. I think he's going to pull out some sort of miracle, and I think uh, Argentina's going to make it to the semis. Wow.
1: Okay. Then next, I have um, Brazil-Belgium. I have Brazil beating Belgium.
0: Uh, Same here. Uh, This could go either way, though. Belgium's team is really good. I just think that Brazil has more stars on their team. Not that Belgium doesn't. I just think that they have more stars in general.
1: Right. And then I have Germany the England, one of the oldest rivalries in Europe. I have Germany beating England.
0: This is sadly going to be a comfortable win for Germany. Uh, England's team, I think it could become good. I just think it's too young to go any further than the quarterfinals this year.
1: Right. Okay, then in the semis, I have uh, France beating Brazil to make it to
0: the final. I have the exact same result. France's team is stacked top to bottom.
1: Yes, definitely. Then I have Spain beating Germany. I really like Spain's team. They have so many good players from top to bottom, just like France. And um, it's going to be very, very, very interesting to see what happens in that game.
0: I have Argentina. They are going to tie with Germany, then go to penalties. And they're going to win on penalties against Germany and pull off a crazy miracle to make the finals. Really? France. Yep. Wow. Hmm. It's going to be crazy. I, Especially with the injury of one of their key midfielders. It's going to be tough, but I just think that Argentina team has a lot of potential this year.
1: Can I make a quick argument to what you're saying currently?
0: Yeah.
1: The last time Argentina played in penalties in a big game that I can remember was Chile. the South American tournament yeah. against Chile. And they lost.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't agree with that prediction. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, I, I think they'd probably that game would probably go to penalties, but I don't see Germany with Neuer and so many good players. I just think that, uh, especially in penalties, Germany would win. Okay, in the final, I have France v Spain, and you should have France v Argentina, right? I have France beating Spain, maybe one nothing, 1-1 on penalties to France. But France is just so good. So is Spain, honestly. Their team is uh, Diego Costa, Isco, Fabregas, De Gea. So many good players. And um, I don't know, but I think France is just... Oh, it's going to be a great game.
0: Yeah. I think France is the best team in the tournament. I think second would be Germany. I That Germany-Argentina game could go back and forth. But I think either way, if it was Germany or Argentina in the final, either one, I still have France winning. And I would have France winning against Argentina 2-0, and I would have them winning 2-1 to against Germany. Wow. Okay. So we
1: both end up agreeing on the final result. We should probably do the... uh Third place game really quick. So I I have Brazil v. Germany for my third place game. And you would have who?
0: I would have Germany. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, Brazil, Germany. Okay, who do
1: you have winning that game?
0: Germany. Just flat out. Brazil has a lot of stars. Germany has more depth, I think.
1: Yeah, Germany probably. Brazil has a better attack. But Germany has a better midfield and defense and goalkeeper. So I'd probably also have to take uh, Germany in that situation.
0: Yep, so uh, that'll do it for our World Cup predictions. Uh, next is football. Yep. Okay, so now we're on our football section, and uh, we have four main things to talk about today. Uh, we'll start off with uh, who should sign Des Bryant? Giants. i right just going to
1: flat out say right off the bat, Giants. I have no – I'll make my argument, though. Okay, Eli Manning, getting up there in age. The Giants, excuse me, based off of their actions so far, this free agency and this offseason have shown that they are committed to him, that they're not really interested. They obviously drafted a quarterback, but they are not interested in, you know, rebuilding this team they want they think that they have a winner with it right now so they drafted saquon barkley uh giving another weapon for you that manning and kind of taking a little bit of the offensive pressure off of his shoulders and then they also have uh odell beckham Jr. who's so whatever you can say about him he's one of the best receivers in the league and i think bringing in des bryant into that situation he's depth and he's I think at this point in his career, not someone that can be your number one guy, but he's going to bring a defender with him against any defense you play. And that's going to really create problems, having Odo Beckham, Des Bryant, Saquon Barkley. It's going to be kind of a scary offense. Obviously, Des Bryant is no longer a top-tier receiver in this league, but he's definitely someone that can have a game now. He, he can have a game every once in a while at this age.
0: Yeah, I I agree. that That's a possibility, but I'm going to have to go with a different team. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, I just don't – they don't have a star wide receiver. I'm just going to say it. Uh, I think they have Mike Wallace. Uh, they got – they cut um, – shoot, I can't remember his name. The guy from Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, anyways. But they just don't have a very—they don't have a star wide receiver to help out Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson, whoever ends up starting. I just think that Dez Bryant's the one that fit in there for a little bit. He's a big target for wide receivers, uh, especially, and I just think he'll—you know—he would give the Ravens some sort of boost uh, offensively that they don't have right now.
1: Great. Okay. So moving on to uh, the second item on our agenda, which I think we should skip and save for the end of the segment because it's kind of juicy. Okay.
0: We'll go on to uh, the next one, then.
1: Yes. Okay. Edelman. for four games for performance-enhancing drugs. Not a lot you can I can say about it, at least. The Patriots. Tom Brady got to spent four games. Didn't matter. Still yeah. won the Super Bowl. And I think even a receiver, uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, will not – this will not phase them, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, they missed Julian Edelman pretty much all last season anyways. And I think Julian Edelman, this is actually okay for him. I think this is kind of beneficial in a certain, in a certain way to get his mind right and to, uh, you know, help him recover just that much more.
1: Right. Okay, now on to Mark Ingram. Also has a four-game suspension for uh, performance enhancing drugs. What do you think?
0: I don't even get this one because he had a spectacular season last season. Um, I – he just got caught up in something. Uh, but I think the Saints will be fine with Kamara because he's an incredible running back. And whenever Ingram gets in, Saints will be just that much more scary. I, I think it's fine.
1: I think this is going to be a very big opportunity for Kamara. Uh, yeah. Some kind of blamed his success last year on the dual threat with him and Mark Ingram. And I think these first four games are going to be really a chance for him to prove that he is a premier running back. Definitely. <laughs> okay, now on to our uh, controversial item the NFL recently announced new rules for the anthem What are your thoughts
0: um i'm I'm for them uh I think we're gonna disagree with this one a little bit but I, uh, I am for them what they do they allow the home team to uh, decide if they go out and uh, go uh, for the national anthem but if you are out there, you have to stand for the National Anthem or else you get a 15-hour penalty and the players that kneel are behind. Um, I think that's okay because if you don't want to stand for the National Anthem, you can not even come out and go to the locker room. Uh, but if you're out there, you need to be standing, and, uh, standing for the National Anthem.
1: Right. So I understand why the NFL did this. It makes sense, you know. They're losing a lot of money because of it, and I think financially, uh, it makes sense for the NFL. And I'm not really looking at this. So the players that are not in favor of this have voiced opinions saying that it's uh, invading their or invades, upon invading their constitutional right of free speech. And protest, but I don't necessarily agree with that. In a work environment, no, not in this. If you are doing something that your employer sees as disrespectful, no matter if you see it as disrespectful or people outside of your employer see it as disrespectful, you're going to get in trouble for it, and they have the right to tell you how to act when you're act when you're on the job. And I think that's how the, not how the players are seeing it, but how they should be seeing it. Right. Outside of Sorry, right outside of the game situations, I don't have a problem with protesting. I don't, I don't care. If that's what they want to do, that's what they can do. But if the NFL, as they are, they're losing money, they're losing viewership even more than they already were, they're were having sponsors starting to pull out. It makes sense. And just, if you're working an office job, you can't do things that lose your company money. And if you do, you're going to get in trouble. So, I don't know. I kind of understand why they're doing it, and they have multiple other outlets to voice their protests. And in the end, I think that what Kaepernick started will end because I think that the players will get creative and start doing other things.
0: I agree. Uh, There's nothing stopping the players from talking about whatever they are protesting on outside of it. I just think that... You know, kneeling its in itself has kind of lost its meaning because it's not based on one thing now. It's based on whatever the player feels it's on. So, like, it could be on police brutality or it could be on uh, social activism or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, they, they, the NFL is also giving them the opportunity to not come out uh, for if they did to decide to, to come out. So uh, I think it's fine for them to stand up. If they come out, because they have the opportunity to not even come out.
1: Right. I think that's about as uh, much as I'm going to go into it. I mean, I don't disagree with the basic idea of protesting for this for even all the different causes it's become. I don't disagree with the uh, basis that they have the right to. Yeah. Then there's no thing. There's nothing that I can say that should stop them. But they're on the job. If they want to, after the game, in their press conference, not answer any questions and only talk about this, their things that they're protesting for, that's great. I'll, that's amazing. If that's what they want to do, then that's what they should do. But distracting from the anthem, and like, I don't think they were necessarily disrespecting anything. I know that wasn't their intention. But it was distracting from it, and I think that's eventually what it became. Is it was distracting from the actual purpose of the anthem, which is honoring the military in this country. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I completely uh, I, I agree with you, yeah. So I think that'll okay. do it for our football section. Uh, next, we're going to talk about MMA, some news, and then after that, the NBA. All
1: right.
0: Okay, so now we're going to talk about some MMA. Okay, Uh, so
1: this is really your thing.
0: It's going to
1: cut you off. This is your thing. I don't know a ton about MMA. I know a little bit, but this is you. So, I am going to ask you questions, and you may answer however you please, go on tangents, whatever you want to do, but I'm just going to try and, you know, stay involved. Okay, ESPN deal. UFC recently signed a deal with ESPN, uh, giving them rights to broadcast uh, the pay-per-views and uh, fight nights. What are your thoughts on the ESPN deal, Jack?
0: I love it because I did not like the Fox deal a lot. They, what they did with the UFC with the uh, early weigh-ins uh, before the actual weigh-ins, Dana White said they're going back to the regular weigh-ins. and uh, is huge. Uh, ESPN is uh, in my opinion, much bigger than Fox. They uh, show bigger things. The advertising is going to get better. They're uh, going to have different TV shows by the UFC. And they're going to have... It's the new exclusive home of the UFC starting in 2019. They're going to have so many fight nights. They're going to have better fight nights. And they're going to be able to fuel that money into getting better fighters and bettering the UFC as a whole.
1: Right. Okay, so next, uh, Thompson versus Till. A recap. What were your thoughts on that fight?
0: Uh, I, I really loved it. Um, it was one of the best tactical uh, striking bouts I've ever seen in my life. Um, Darren Till the Liverpool natives uh, upset Stephen Thompson uh, in Liverpool. It was a crazy fight. Um, so Stephen Thompson is a point karate fighter, and he Darren Till mimicked his style for most of the fight, which I think really threw off Tom- Tom- Stephen Thompson because Stephen Thompson is used to throwing off other people. So it was a very interesting fight, and uh, I thought uh, there was a lot of uh, controversy over the decision. Most pe- uh, A lot of people thought that Stephen Thompson won. I'm going to have to disagree with that, though. This is one of the few times I actually agree with the judges. The rounds were so close uh, up, up to the fifth round, and the only reason I I could have had a draw each round, that's how close they were, up to the fifth round, where Darren Till knocked down Stephen Thompson, and I think that just sealed the fight for him and got him uh, the decision when I thought he earned it.
1: Yeah. Okay, so... Next, we're going to move on to the UFC 226 card in Las Vegas on Saturday, July 7th. Looking at this uh, main event, we're going to start from the top and work our way down on some of the bigger fights. Uh, big fight in this context being, if I've heard of one of the fighters, we're going to, you're going to talk about it. So, Steve uh, uh versus Daniel Cormier. Uh, heavyweight title fight. What are your thoughts?
0: Um... I this is gonna be a nut, This fight's gonna be insane. Uh, statistically, and in my opinion, Stephen Miocic is the best heavyweight of all time. Most title defensives. I have no clue how he beat. Well, I know how he did. It Took him down, but the way he beat Francis Ngannou, which I had him losing by knockout. On, he's as tough as they come. And Daniel Cormier is also as tough as they come. Light heavyweight champion. Super fight. Uh, I think he's gonna be crazy. And I'm still not sound on who's going to win that fight because Steve Amiocic has wrestling, but Daniel Cormier's wrestling is on another level. I think that Steve Amiocic's power uh, might, is going to come into a factor in just the fact that he's the bigger guy. And I think that uh, knocked Daniel Cormier out. But then again, Daniel Cormier's got good power too, so I think the fight could go either way. Okay,
1: I actually know about both of these fighters. Daniel Cormier is one of my favorites. I'm going to take Daniel Cormier to win because I think his wrestling will be amazing, and um, he will become—if he wins this—he becomes the second person to hold two belts, right?
0: Yeah, the same right. time. Next, day, Conor McGregor. <clears throat> we don't talk about him
1: anymore. Max Holloway. <laughs> well, we'll talk. We're talking about him later. Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This is a great fight. Uh, I think this is one of the first time. Well, no, not not that Jose Aldo is a bad fighter, but Max Holloway has dominated the featherweight division for a while now, and Brian Ortega is the next big thing. He's a really good fighter, and uh, Max Holloway is going to be tested to the max in this fight. Um, I think I think it's a very interesting matchup, and I think that uh, I think that Brian Ortega is going to lose narrowly by decision. But I think he'll definitely get an immediate rematch because it'll be, like, so close, and he's the highest challenger on this card. This is a stat right. card. Okay,
1: now moving down to... Later down on the card, uh, Michael Chiesa versus Anthony Pettis. Uh, what are your thoughts on this fight?
0: Uh, Michael Chiesa versus Anthony Pettis. This is going to be an interesting fight. Uh, obviously, Anthony Pettis... Uh, The striker has had the best striking, one of the best striking games in the game. Uh, Michael Chiesa, submission guy. I think Anthony Pettis is going to win, just because his striking is that much better. And I don't think, I don't know that uh, Michael Chiesa's chin can hold up against the striking that Anthony Pettis is going to offer. Right.
1: Okay. Now moving down a little bit more down the card, uh, Uriah Hall versus Paulo Costa. What are your thoughts on this fight?
0: Uh, I'm gonna have to take uh, Uriah Hall in this one just because he's more experienced and uh, I just think that uh, I, I, I think he can his striking game will uh, serve him good in this fight okay
1: so if there's any other things to talk about on this card
0: go ahead but um yeah
1: I think those are the bigger fights on this card
0: yeah uh, I think you cover most of them
1: okay next we are going to move on to. Uh, Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov is, according to Dana White, very likely to happen. What are your thoughts
0: on this? I'm going to have to disagree with Dana White. I just don't think it's that likely. I think it's going to be hard for anybody if you make that much money, like fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather, to come back and fight in the UFC. Because the UFC is not like boxing. It's not as easy as boxing. The UFC is tough. Habib Nurmagomedov is as tough as they come. Uh, I just, I don't see this fight happening. Although it could, and uh, I mean, it would be opening to happen.
1: Okay, that'd be a great fight, but, you know. Okay, and then, finally, Yol Romero misses weight again. What are your thoughts on this?
0: So, for the fights tomorrow, as of today, June uh, 8th, Yo Romero is fighting Robert Whitaker for the middleweight championship, and Yo Romero is not eligible to win the championship. I don't think I might be wrong, but I don't think he's eligible to win it because he's missed weight again, and uh, it's it's crazy. He is the only UFC fighter ever to miss weight in two two, two title fights, which is really bad. Yo Romero is tall enough and is big enough to move up a weight class, and I definitely think he should. Uh, after this fight.
1: Mm, okay. So I think...
0: Real quick, before we mm-hmm. end it, uh, another big fight on UFC two, uh, 226 is Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis, two big heavyweights. I have Francis Ngannou winning because I think he has way more power than Derek Lewis does. Okay, fair
1: enough. Okay, so I think that about wraps it up for your MMA section. Uh, next
0: yep, next will be the NBA. Oh, no.
1: NBA. NBA Finals.
0: It could be over uh, the next time they play, and.
1: uh, Which is tonight at 9. Yeah. Tonight at 9 Eastern.
0: By the time we're listening to this, the NBA season might be over, and I think it will be.
1: Yeah, so do I. I mean, okay, here's the thing LeBron James is insanely good. He carried his team, beat the Pacers in seven, beat the Raptors in four, and then beat the Celtics in seven by himself. And honestly, this series, I think if it hadn't been for the referees in game one and two, and J.R. Smith being all sorts of an idiot in game one, at the end of game one, I could see this game not this series not being over tonight. I could see it being over maybe Monday or Thursday. Cause there's no way the Cavs are ever gonna win this. But I mean, the Warriors are gonna win it tonight. There's no really there's no doubt in my mind that they will. But if the Cavs manage to win tonight, if well, I should say, if LeBron manages yeah. to beat the Warriors tonight, then I could definitely see this game being this series being over Monday.
0: I I agree. This has yeah, been really he, sad to watch, actually. Uh this it Cavs, has. Cavs team is uh not good at all. The only reason the Cavs are in the finals is because of LeBron James. I think that's what everybody knows. And then you're seeing the super NBA team, uh, the Warriors, going against the Cavs again. And I just don't see the Cavs going to the finals again. I think it'll be the Celtics next year because of just everything, and uh, finally it won't be the Cavs versus Warriors four years in a row.
1: Right, and I think I think we'll move away from this to what you just said. You think it'll be Warriors-Celtics next year. I kind of agree with you. Kind of don't, okay? The report came out today that the Celtics are reportedly worried that Kyrie Irving is going to leave and go to the Knicks. I don't know if that'll affect them next year. I didn't really read into it that much, but if that doesn't affect them next year, that might affect them the year after, which might kind of mess up their dynasty that they're trying to build. LeBron James, I do not think he will stay with the Cavs. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, me neither. Uh, I think this has been talked about for a while. I think it's he's decided that he's going to leave. Uh, I think there's a legit shot he actually goes to the Lakers uh, or or uh, Spurs to go play with them.
1: Okay, so there's reportedly. Uh, four teams that he's right one two three. Yeah. There's reportedly four teams that he's interested going to: the Lakers, the Sixers, the Rockets, and the Spurs. I see the Rockets being unlikely just because they already kind of have a very good team over there,
0: yeah. and
1: just with a couple more pieces, they could easily be challenging the Warriors they did this year. Next year, or sorry, next team, Lakers. I see this as kind Kind of likely. I would say this is probably the tied with the Sixers for what team he's going to go to. I could definitely see him going to the Spurs to go if Kawhi stays, which I don't think he will. Sixers and Lakers are pretty much the two teams that that he's going to go to. And that's, if he goes to the Lakers, it would be because Paul George is there. But I don't think he'll go there just because he would win a championship there in the West, obviously. He'd get knocked out by the Warriors in the conference finals or uh, conference semis instead of the NBA finals, he'd still lose to the Warriors. It's about as simple as that. He'd lose to the Warriors Rockets. If he went to the East, however, to the 76ers, to go play with Embiid, Simmons, potentially Kawhi Leonard if the Sixers play their cards right, Markel Fultz, whoever we draft at the ninth pick, it could be very interesting to see that team play the Celtics. Obviously, the Celtics have Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, all those young rookies, Jason Tatum. It's going to be really interesting to see and we could potentially see next year the East actually challenging for a championship.
0: Yeah. That 76ers team, already, even without LeBron James, is really good.
1: Right. And I mean, honestly, I think the Sixers are one shooter away from making the finals. But, I don't know. Obviously, Simmons needs to do, play better in the playoffs. He didn't have a very good uh, series against the Celtics. But I could. They, uh, Brett Brown has been a very good coach, and Bede has been the lifeblood of our team. Ben Simmons, he needs to figure out how to shoot a jump shot. But other than that, he's very good. And I mean, we're potentially a Paul George, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard away from uh, losing to the Warriors in the final. Yeah. Cool. So I think that concludes our NBA section. Yep.
0: That'll wrap it up for JT Media, number six.
1: Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time on JT Media and on our Instagram at the handle at JT Media Podcast.
0: We'll be posting on all sorts of sports stuff. Check it out. Check it out.